This portion of the broadcast has been pre-recorded. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. The Lifespan Family Services Adoption and Foster Care Contact Show. This specific episode presented by Day Spa Tan, now under new ownership on Brady Street in Dubois. I'm Brittany Madeira, and as we are celebrating our National Police Appreciation Month, we want to hear the stories from the people who are keeping our communities safe. You know, it's not an easy job. They're often seeing people at their worst moments, and oftentimes also putting their own lives at risk. First of all, let's hear from our Dubois City Police Chief, Blaine Clark. Chief Blaine Clark, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, wonderful. It, how's your New Year's going so far? We're only three days into it. It's So far, it's been wonderful. I've <laughs> relaxed, had days off, so it's been good. Yeah. And uh, whenever you were here last week, we talked about kind of the, the New Year's resolution for the city of just keeping on with that good work that people are doing. People have been reaching out. People have been telling you guys about their concerns and they're reaching out whenever they notice something is not quite right. Sure. Yeah. Just uh, continue doing that. That's what we're here for. And we definitely, you know, we're here to help and that's what we want to do. Yeah. Uh, Well, this month is National Law Enforcement Month. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for what you do. Well, thank you. It's very much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, If maybe somebody is listening and thinking, you know, we we don't salute our brave men and women enough. Or maybe they're thinking, wow, there was a situation last year that they really helped me out with. Or I, I know some of the guys on the force. What are some small things that we can do to show our appreciation? I think the, the what I look for is just that friendly smile, the wave, the, you know, the nod of the head. You know, none of us, I believe, we expect, you know, a mm-hmm. thank you and all that. It's it just, you know, it's what we do, so... You know, we understand. Yeah. What does it take to be a police officer? I mean, if you were, let's say you were hiring somebody right now and you were looking for the perfect candidate, what does it take to inside of yourself to be able to be a police officer? Well, I I like to hear basically that you want to do it for the community and, mm-hmm. and you're driven to do that. You're there to help. You know, it's a cliche to say it's something that I've always wanted to do, but but you almost have to have that. It has to be something that you want to do. Otherwise, I, I just don't believe you'll survive it. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about kind of your involvement in the, in the force because you have a cool story. Um, you know, we know your family and uh, you, you grew up around this, right? I did. I did ever since I was just a, a little boy. You know, I used to watch my dad put his uniform on, go to work. It, I even remember, especially Christmas just passed. It That was the fun time because... Me and my family would come downtown and see Dad walking the beat because back then that's what they did, and, right? And and it was that was our big joys to see him walking downtown. Yeah, so you kind of always knew that you wanted to be a part of this. I did, I did. You know, it, it took me a different route to get here, but I finally got here. And <laughs> and you know, when I should be relaxing is now is when I'm really enjoying it. Well, that's a good thing though. You you do enjoy it. I do have to ask. Because you did a little, uh, you you had your journey to get here. If you weren't a police officer, what would you be instead? I'd probably still be in a fire service. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, those are very similar. They're they they're are. tied hand they in hand are. for a lot of people. So, um, Chief, thank you so much for for being a part of our show this morning. And again, if somebody wants to be a part of police appreciation, it doesn't take a whole lot. You don't have to order meals for the no. the whole guys. You don't have to go above and beyond. Although it is appreciated yeah, whenever it is. people do that. <laughs> it is very much appreciated. But no, you know, just a, like I said, a, a nice gesture. It, it goes a long way with us and. And thank you. This community is just a great community. They've always supported the police department since I've been here, and mm -hmm. I very much appreciate it. Yeah, they sure are. Well, thanks, Chief, for stopping by. You're welcome. Thank you. Again, that was our Dubois City Police Chief, Blaine Clark. We're going to turn it over now to our Sandy Township Police Chief, Chris Krzelik. We reflect back on a couple of interviews that we did with him in 2019, right after he was announced as Chief. Uh, I've been with the Sandy Township Police for 24 years. Uh, Sergeant Rod Fairman and I, we were hired together uh, back in 1995. We were both promoted to sergeant, uh, I believe, 17 years ago at the, at the same time. So uh, Sergeant Fairman and I have been here for 24 years, and, and uh, I credit a lot of my success to Sergeant Fairman and, and being there with me to thick and thin. Uh, I can only imagine that a lot has changed since 1995 here. Uh, yes, uh, Sandy Township has, has changed. The community's changed. The area uh, has grown quite a bit. Uh, when we first started here, I think we had maybe four, four full-time officers. Uh, we are up to 11 full-time officers. So uh, we did hire two full-time officers. Uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, we never had that complement before, uh, but with uh, our different changing times with the UCRs were kind of increasing and our calls for service were increasing, uh, the township uh, really pulled through and gave us extra help for police services. Let me make you think back to 1995 then. What first made you want to become uh, a police officer. Maybe you want to go into law enforcement. Uh, my mom was a nurse, uh, so she she was always into helping people. Uh, so that that was an influence. Uh, my uncle was a state trooper. Uh, I always looked up to him and loved hearing his stories. Uh, so those were influences, and it was something that I was always intrigued with by doing something different every day. Uh, and, and helping people. Uh, I mean, that's a typical answer, but that's what it boils down to is, is, is helping people. Uh, you have to have that desire and, and want to help people doing this job because you'll see people at their best and at their worst, and, you know, when they're calling the police, it's usually when people are at their worst. So if we can help them get through their crisis, uh, that's what keeps police officers coming back day to day. I mean, do you tell yourself anything every morning whenever you get up and you, you don't really know what the day is going to bring you? don't know what the day is going to bring you, but, you know, after 24 years, I love coming to work. I, I do. I, I love the people. I love the community. Uh, I love my job. So it, it's not hard for me to come to work. Uh, the group of guys that we have here in Sandy Township Police, a uh, really good bunch of guys. They, they're all caring officers uh, that I have a high respect for, and all those guys make it easy to do my job. 
Let me ask you a cheesy question. What do you love about Sandy Center? About the area and the residents, the people? I like the tight knit group, uh, the community. Uh, everybody knows everybody. Uh, you know, just within the last two days, uh, I think everybody in my contact list has, has pretty much texted me and, and emailed me or gave me a call. Uh, I know a lot of people in the community. Uh, I grew up in Reynoldsville and went to Boys High School, graduated in 1990, so I, I know a lot of people. Uh, I've done a lot of volunteer work with the Dubois Little League, uh, Dubois Youth Football, and also middle school football. So I've met a lot of the the kids in the community and their families. So uh, being a coach all those years, I've got to know quite a bit of the community. Is there any certain I mean, area of concern, any kind of particular problems that you're dealing with on a on a daily basis, any any situations that you find the officers handling day to day, and how would you, I mean, if you could give any piece of advice or a, a possible, I know there's not really a, a, a one-fits-all solution, but how do you try to approach the big problems that we might have nowadays? I, I think the biggest, uh, there's two issues in law enforcement today, and I, I don't think it's just in Sandy Township or the Dubois area. Uh, it's across the board. Uh, are, we're having a lot of mental health issues. Uh, that would be one of the biggest concerns uh, are the many mental health issues uh, that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Our, our calls have, have probably doubled in the last five years. Uh, part of uh, our training and yearly training is keeping our officers up to date on uh, the mental health training that we have to provide to our officers. Uh, our accreditation program uh, requires mental health training. So that's something that we do with the accreditation process uh, if it enforces that uh, in one of the biggest issues. Uh, the other biggest issues are probably the, the influx of, of drugs uh, that we're seeing in the area. A lot of our theft calls or even domestic violence calls, we can relate back to some type of drug. Uh, used to be heroin. We're seeing a lot of methamphetamine these days. So those are the two biggest drugs in the area. Uh, our department, you know, we... We have policy and procedure, and every officer carries the Narcan uh, for the, any possible opiate overdoses. So uh, our officers are trained and equipped with, with that. I will say, um, not necessarily for the drugs, but especially I've noticed over and over for just the, the domestic stuff, for the, the mental health issues, a lot of the reports that I'm seeing, and I have to give you credit for this, are... Um, are the officers went there, they were able to talk people down. They were able to talk out the issue and then leave, and everything was resolved. So that's an incredible kudos to you for being able to handle things with just, just words and, and figuring that out. 
Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a big part, is uh, being trained and knowing how to talk to somebody that might have PTSD or, or a mental health issue or, you know, even autism. Uh, there's so many different areas that cover mental health, and, you know, there might be a special needs child that, you know, might be acting out, but, you know, all they all they need is a caring person to talk to, and, and you can talk that person down. So uh, the training that we have to give on mental health is very important for what we do. What is your favorite thing that you do throughout the year here at Sandy Township? Um, is there a particular, you know, you like going out to the, I don't know, to the schools to talk to the kids? Do you like the School safety is... Uh, we tried taking an approach of, of school safety being more important than, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, obvious reasons. Uh, we tried to work with DCC. Uh, when I took over uh, back in August, we started requiring our officers to do drive-bys and walk-throughs of, of the schools within Sandy Township. Uh, we worked hand-in-hand with, with people at City Police, and they're big on, on school safety, too. Dubois Area High School, uh, all their SPOs, uh, we have communication with them. So, yeah, we, we, we try to do as much as we can uh, with the schools to uh, make sure that school safety is our number one priority. I wish the community to, uh, if they have any concerns, comments, to please get a hold of me. Uh, I have an open door policy. Whether it's something in your community that you have a concern about, please feel free to, to give me a call and we'll address any issues that you might have. That was Chief Chris Krizelik, the Chief of Police for Sandy Township. And a special thank you message as well from Jody August, the Director of the Dubois Chamber of Commerce. To get the feel of what they do for us every day here in our community. So uh, a lot of what they've been talking about is... Um, how they respond and keep our local citizens safe, the residents. But, I mean, that's not just it. It's also businesses, too. It's definitely businesses. Um, you know, I've had past experiences where my car was broken into at a place of employment. And it wasn't just my car. It was a string of, like, 60 mm-hmm. or 65 cars. But our local police do a great job. And when you see something odd, don't be afraid to report it because they really do, they, they do want to help us. Yeah. Um, we have, we're fortunate enough to live in, in this area where we do have the police force that we do. And they're helpful, courteous, not afraid to step in, take action. And we really should appreciate them, not just this week, but all yeah, year round. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> that was Jody August, the director of the Dubois Chamber of Commerce, giving her thanks to our local police. It's Police Appreciation Month, and we're celebrating and honoring the people who keep our community safe. This specific topic on Contact, presented by Day Spa Tan, now under new ownership on Brady Street in Dubois. For a while, the United States' idea of law enforcement was fairly loose. The Wild West was wild, and most states and cities didn't consider police officers to be necessary until the mid-1800s. Day Spa Tan celebrates Law Enforcement Appreciation Week and is thankful for the police and troopers we have today that keep us safe and uphold the law. Day Spa Tan, formerly the Tan Zone in downtown Dubois, well-established location with convenient free parking. And as we're honoring and celebrating National Police Appreciation Month, 
We're especially thankful for all of our local officers and troopers. However, we know that everywhere relies on their police officers, and it can be especially difficult in bigger locations. For example, New York City. We heard from former NYPD Lieutenant Joe Cardinale. We heard from him in the early summer of 2021. We're flashing back to that interview with lots of difficult topics. Well, as uh, police officers and police departments around the country are preparing for summer, uh, some factors coming together and playing a part with what could be a violent summer, unfortunately. So we have on the phone line with us this morning, we have the, the pleasure of talking with retired NYPD Lieutenant Commander Joe Cardinale. So uh, good morning. Thank you so much for making some time for us this morning. Oh, good morning. Anytime. Oh, you're welcome. So whenever we're talking about, let's call them the ingredients that are coming together um, to potentially and unfortunately make this a violent upcoming summer, what do we mean by that? What are those factors in play? Well, you know how they always talk about the perfect storm, all the uh, ingredients that go into a perfect storm? Well, that's where we're headed to right now. You have police departments that are depleted, let alone defunded, all right? They're depleted, so their staffing is well below the norm, all right? You have uh, communities that have been inside for the longest time, haven't had the opportunity to go out and uh, participate with uh, other groups or anything, and now you have summertime coming where they're all coming out for the first time, and it's going to be in large numbers in some areas, and things are bound to happen with the combination of crime on the rise as it is because of the uh, anti-police atmosphere out there, this is your perfect storm for a violent summer. Wow. Um, Unfortunately, that could lead to, you know, some pretty nasty situations. What kind of violence are we talking about? Is this small-time stuff, or is it something larger? Oh, it's it's large. Let's take Chicago. And it's, you know, it's sad to say, but it's so easy to use Chicago because it's constantly the norm there. 55 shootings with 11 homicides in Chicago. Those numbers are staggering. All right, so now you take it across the United States and you see it in small towns where somebody said, well, you know, well, they only had one homicide or two here, but that's two more than they had in five years in some towns, right? And why is this happening? Because the police are nothing but a reactive police department these days because of the political climate out there. So until you get back to proactive policing, where they go out there and they address these crimes without the handcuffs on them, and you let cops be cops, and I'm not talking about what some people envision about cops being a bad cop and, and doing this. You know, most of some of the interactions people have with cops, they got stopped for a, a traffic summons. I mean, we saw what happened with that that professor who berated the one police officer, called him every name under the sun, all right? And then you see this, and this is what police have to deal with every day. But not, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about this crime in an area, and you need the police to step in and do something about it. Well, take the handcuffs off them and let them do what they have to do. If you want an example, I'll give you an example. Here in New York, we used to have the street crime unit, all right? And they would go out there, and they would go into high crime areas, and they would try to you know, get the guns off the street. And part of the, one of the tools that they had was stop and frisk. Now, some communities did not like the way stop and frisk was done, so they modified it to, to, you know, help out the situation. All right, but when you completely take away stop and frisk and you 
take away the street crime unit, you immediately saw the, the guns back on the street. Right? And this is a major problem because the criminals are emboldened. All right, They go out there and the public says, oh, good, we're doing this. But you know what? It's not the public at large. It's just a small group of radicals that want it this way. And the inner cities pay the price for this all right? because they're not getting the, the service that they deserve because of the police being handcuffed by the politicians. Mm. So what would you hope... What would you hope is the reaction from the general public on this? I mean, um, for for those of us who, you know, hopefully we're speaking to the general public who is not going to have a violent summer. What do we do in reaction to this? How do how do we prepare or what should our reaction be? Well, for your listeners out there, I mean, I, I, you know, I tell you about the experiences here in New York, but I also know that speaking to all these stations across the United States, I see that it's not you know, generic to New York. I know it's not, you know, just New York having this or the big cities that's happening all over. The only thing I could tell the viewers, you know, be aware of who you're voting for, because that makes all the difference of who supports the police and who's going to say, you know what, I'm not going by what the political climate is today. I need to do what's good for my constituents. And right now, crime is on the rise. So I have to address that. Those are the people you put in power. All right. Those are the people that make the you know, create the bond between the police and the community, not the people that are in power right now that create the divide, you know, and that goes for sports figures as well. All right. Yeah. You reach out to the youth of today and they think they see somebody like LeBron James who's constantly bashing the police. They think that's normal. That's not normal. This man could use his position to say, you know what, enough is enough. Let's get together with them and create a a better society. It works out for, for, you know, everybody, but no, they just create that divide. So, you need to have a healing process right now and create a bond between the police department and the community. And I don't see an easy solution to that. It's going to be baby steps right now because of the political climate out there. Mm, that's well said. Baby steps, but hopefully in the right direction. Thank you so much for making some time for us this morning. Thank you for sharing your insight and um, for preparing us for what a lot of our police officers are going to be up against for this summertime. Thank you again. You are most welcome. That was former NYPD Lieutenant Joe Cardinale sharing his thoughts on all of the hard work that police officers do. That was a flashback interview to the summer of 2021. But despite the fact that we were talking about situations kind of boiling over at that point, that hard work continues no matter what season or year it might be. That wraps up our interviews for our Police Appreciation Show. But from us here at Priority Media, we want to remind you of ways that you can tangibly give back to our local police. For example, you might want to cover a meal for a police officer if you see them out to lunch, or even just cover their cup of coffee. In other cases, they appreciate it whenever you drop off non-perishable snacks to the police stations. But most of all, what they value most is simply your support. That's right, the biggest thing that you can do for our police officers and troopers is to recognize the hard work that they do. It's not an easy job. So if you know of something that's dangerous in the community, let them know about it. Bring it to their attention and help them help us solve the problems in our community. It's our Police Appreciation Show, presented by Day Spa Tan, now under new ownership on Brady Street in Dubois. Throughout today, we also heard local voices as well. 
Jody August, the director of the Dubois Chamber, giving her thanks. And directly from the chiefs of local police departments, Chief Blaine Clark from the Dubois City Police and Chief Chris Krzelik from Sandy Township. To all the men and women who serve as local law enforcement, thank you. Your work is appreciated. I'm Brittany Madera, the host of Contact, and our Contact show brought to us in part by Community County Services, family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. This portion of the broadcast has been pre-recorded.